Hello, my name is Reverend Seth Nelson, and I am the pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Ronan, Montana. Join in weekly to hear the good news of God's love proclaimed over your life. You can follow us on Podbean and iTunes. God bless you this day. For grace and peace you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I'm a little hesitant to preach about the natural beauty of Montana, since more people discovering the treasure state and moving here is generally a bad thing. But I cannot resist this week. My family and I just got back from a week's long vacation at Swan Lake, just down the valley from Big Fork. We enjoy the campground there, the beauty that surrounds the south end of the lake, and perhaps best of all, there's no cell phone reception. A week away from being on call 24-7 is a blessed thing for both my wife and me. If I missed any of your calls, texts, emails while I was away, just know that pastors need vacations too. We like to camp there, swim from the shore, fish from the dock and our canoe, and have all sorts of fun soaking in the sun. When we first arrived at the lake, I must admit to some jealousy of those who had boats with motors. Instead of just swimming at the shore and lounging in inflatable toys like we were first limited to, those with jet skis, fishing boats, and ski boats could zoom anywhere they want around the long, beautiful part of God's creation. I gazed with envy as other families raced to find the best fishing holes, pulled their kids on wakeboards and tubes, and jumped the waves on their jet skis. There are many people with some neat water toy, toys in this corner of the country. And I felt pangs of jealousy that we were not among them. By contrast, we recreated on the water in our two human-propelled craft, our single-person kayak and our three-seater canoe, requiring much more personal effort and energy to travel across the lake, much slower speeds than the motorized vessels all around us. There are elements of paddling your way around a body of water that can seem inferior to other modes of marine transport. Instead of feeling the wind blow over the bow as the boat screams across the lake, kayakers and canoers are marked with sweat across our brows as we muscle our way over the wake the faster craft leave behind. Instead of lounging about as the motor does the work for others, in our boats, our muscles can get sore and exhausted from doing the work of pushing us around all by our lonesome. Yet, in spite of my initial feelings of jealousy that we do not have an easier boating situation, I found a unique sense of joy this trip on my kayak journeys around the water. Yes, fighting the wind and the waves to get from one spot to the next took great, a great deal of effort and energy. But sitting mere inches above the water, feeling the power of the lake directly as my paddle cut through the current, I had a sense of connection to creation that was beautiful and renewing. Communing with the calm, I felt a sense of peace that cannot be purchased or manufactured. While there were natural limits on how far or fast I could go, 
There was no end to the sense of sanctuary I felt amidst the sunshine and the sand. All was well on these aquatic adventures from our week away. My experiences of serenity on the swan were a reminder that some things are beyond what can be bought and sold. There are certain abundances that cannot be purchased or earned, only given and received. There are priceless moments that cannot be traded or stolen, only experienced and remembered. There are riches in life that cannot be accumulated or hoarded, only cherished and valued for what they are. Whether it be time on a beautiful mountain lake, irreplaceable moments with family and friends, experiences of joy and wonder at the beauty that surrounds us, or something as simple as a delicious meal that tantalizes the taste buds. God has formed the world to grant us abundance and wealth in some ways that can never be commodified. We hear of God's imagination for God's people through the prophet Isaiah again this week, envisioning an unearned abundance for the exiled, uh, the exiled Judeans in Babylon. Isaiah proclaimed on the Lord's behalf, Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and you that have no money, come, buy, and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me, and eat what is good, and delight yourselves in rich food. Looking beyond the supply and demand economics that dominate our daily lives, God envisioned for the exiles a future reality in which all of God's people can eat and drink well without any concern about going bankrupt or ruining their lives to cover the cost of such fine things. In a future that only God can bring about, hunger and thirst will be no more, for none will lack in any way. The idea of getting something for nothing, actually getting a lot of things for nothing, as Isaiah tells it, may seem too far afield for some to even imagine. In a world that expects us to work long hours at jobs we may not like, day after day, in abundance that costs us nothing and provides us with everything, <clears throat> seems like it must be another dimension entirely. More than that, most of us end up ordering our lives around the scarcity that we expect on a daily basis. We order our days around the limits of our energy and our ability to keep working. We order our budgets to keep from running out of money if we can help it. We order our time so that we can get done what needs done before the day runs out. Scarcity, not abundance, dictates many of our daily decisions, whether we are conscious of this fact or not. Yet, this scarcity emerges from our brokenness and is even ensconced in our world by it. It is possible to imagine a world in which everyone would help one another get ahead, not ever charge more than necessary, and make sure nobody goes hungry. 
But such a world seems more like fantasy than reality, for how unrealistic it is. There is no way for us to ensure that everyone treats others well and acts in good faith towards their neighbors. So instead, we are left to do our best to try and get by on our own. We are left to look first to our own interests and worry about when others might threaten them. This is the way of the world. The way of God, though, is beyond the ways of our worldliness. In the economy of the divine, those who drink are those who are thirsty. Those who eat are those who are hungry. Those who rest are those who are tired. All is given and received in abundance, and all worry about what we lack falls away. This is obviously not reality for us in our time and place, but it is the way of the kingdom of God that is full of wealth and abundance that the world can never own or command. The abundance of the kingdom of God transcends any and all scarcity we know in this life. There is goodness in God that cannot be measured. Though we might not always see or experience the limitless, limitlessness of the Lord's love, it is always offered without restraint or condition. We get glimpses of this abundance in the beauty of a mountain lake, the love of our family, or any other experience worth cherishing in this life. We will one day know fully the abundance that only God can give in a world that only the Almighty can imagine. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. I hope that you've enjoyed this week's sermon podcast. If you would like to hear more, read my blog, or get a copy of my book called The Church Unknown, go to www. RevSethNelson.com. If you feel called to support our ministry, I invite you to go to our church's website at flcronan.org and click on the Offerings tab. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.